Let's go ahead and uh, let's pray. <clears throat> Dear God, thank you for this day. Thank you for uh, everyone here. And uh, God, I just pray that uh, today uh, your Holy Spirit will move and that we'll just grow closer to you, God. Help, uh, help everyone get closer to you, to know you more, and uh, just uh, be connected to you and just to know that you are always with us. You never leave us or forsake us and help us to abide and remain in you so we can bear good fruit. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. As, uh, as many of you guys know, uh, I grew up on a farm, a dairy farm. Uh, the, there should be uh, some cows you see uh, on the screen. There they are. <laughs> uh, those are some of our Angus cows. We have some beef cows as well, but we also have some dairy cows, and we would uh, milk uh, 40 to 50 cows almost my uh, whole entire life. And uh, we milk them. Uh, we don't milk them by hand. We have uh, these machines, and it just kind of sucks the milk out of them. And now we only milk 12, so we're, we're on our way to stop stopping and quitting. Uh, but uh, the bigger dairies, they milk like... 300 or 1,000 cows, they milk a ton. So we're, uh, we were always super, super small. And uh, one thing about the cows is they like to get out of their fence, and they get, they get out a lot at our farm. So I have plenty of stories of us chasing cows uh, around the farm and whatnot. But what we do to try to keep them in is we have an electric fence. You can kind of see it there. It's a thin wire th right there. And uh, when I was a little kid, I used to always think that the electric fence, uh, before, I, before I touched it, believe it or not, uh, there, was a t uh, there was a time, but now I've, I've touched it multiple times. But uh, anyways, uh, I used to think I used to think it, like, it would electrocute me, but it doesn't do that. It just shocks you, but it, it shocks you pretty good. It hurts. Like if you grab it, it's like, ah, like it, it goes like all the way through you. You can feel it throughout your whole body. So it's, uh, it hurts. It's kind of painful. And I always think our fence is really powerful, and I always give my mom and dad a hard time. I think that when our fence is working, the lights in McPherson, they get dimmer because there's so much electricity going to uh, our farm. <laughs> but uh, honestly, I'm probably just a wimp. But it's, uh, it's not fun uh, getting shocked by an electric fence. You don't want to touch uh, the electric fence. And uh, the way the electric fence works is there's a, a battery uh, connected to it. And it makes like this clicking noise so you know that it's uh, working and that it's on. And then you have this wire gate that uh, you know, connects it to it. And then you connect the, the wire gate. If you connect that to the pin, uh, it makes the pen hot. It makes it, the electricity flow through it and gives it juice. Uh, so you have three things. You have the power source, which is the battery. You have the link or the connector, which is the gate. And then you have the product or the results, which is, uh, you know, the, the fence being hot, the fence working. And Jesus makes a similar analogy in uh, John uh, chapter 15. So if you have your Bibles, you can turn to John 15, and this is the I am the vine passage. And uh, we actually talked about this uh, with the youth last Wednesday. But uh, this is, uh, so if you're uh, one of the youth, uh, this is kind of review, but uh, I have more to add on. So, you know, pay attention. We got, we got good stuff for you. And uh, it's just so, and kind of the big theme for today is, um, you know, it's the, uh, some Bible translations use the word remain, some use abide, but it's the idea of being connected to God, uh, the idea that it's you and God together, and that the faith is a relationship. Like, that's a core part of 
our faith, to, to know God personally, to know that the Holy Spirit is with us. And uh, Paul talks about this in Philippians, that you know, he, thinks, he says that everything else is worthless, everything else is meaningless, everything else is garbage and trash compared to knowing God. So uh, it's about relying, the, relying on God, holding on to Him, clinging to Him, and having faith and trust in Him. So I'm going to go ahead and read. I'm going to read uh, John 15, uh, 1 through 8, and it says this. Uh, John 15, 1 through 8. <clears throat> and this is Jesus talking to his uh, disciples. Uh, I am the true grapevine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit, and he prunes the branches that do bear fruit, so they will produce even more. You've already been pruned and purified by my message I have given you. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine, and you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Yes, I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch that withers. Such branches are gathered into a pile to be burned. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want, and it will be granted. When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciple. This brings great glory to my Father. So this is Jesus talking to his disciples, and we're not exactly sure where they're at. Uh, this is in between the Last Supper and the Garden of Gethsemane. So they're probably uh, on the way there. It's possible that they maybe, uh, you know, they maybe saw a grapevine. Uh, they were quite common uh, during that time, and in Jerusalem, they they grew a lot of grapes and they grew uh, everywhere. And you've maybe uh, you maybe heard this passage before, but uh, if you have not, it, it sounds kind of confusing. Uh, you know, it's talking about vines and branches and fruits, and Jesus often did this. He often talked uh, in parables or riddles and analogies. But there's a, uh, well, there's a couple things, but really three main things is just to kind of make it simple, is there's the vine, there's the branches, and the fruits. And we see that the vine is like the power source. It's the life source. And then we have the branches, which is the link or the connector. And then we have the product or the results is the fruits. And uh, so, and luckily, luckily for us, Jesus uh, kind of explains it. <laughs> so uh, we don't have to figure it out. But the vine is Jesus. Uh, the branches, uh, we are the branches. The branches are, are us. And the fruit would be the actions or the product or the results. And, uh, and if, the vine, if the word vine is confusing to you, you can just imagine a trunk, a trunk of a tree that the branches are connected to. And in order for a tree to produce fruits, of course, the branches have to be attached to it. So let's kind of dig into uh, this passage. Uh, it starts off by saying, I am the true vine. Now, it's interesting that it says uh, the word true. It kind of gives the implication that there are fake vines or bad vines or maybe uh, bad trees. And we'll, uh, we'll come back to that later. And then it says, my father is the gardener. What does a gardener do? What's a gardener do? Take, he what? Tends to the garden. Tends to the garden, yeah. <laughs> he takes care of the garden pulls the weeds, the stickers, makes it look nice. He waters us. He nourishes it. And uh, last week I talked about how uh, uh, God gives us living water. And this analogy of uh, 
Israel being a vine, this wouldn't have been new to the disciples. In fact, we see uh, this in the Old Testament a couple times as well. And I'm going to read you guys uh, Isaiah 5-7. It says this, uh, Isaiah 5-7, The nation of Israel is the vineyard of the Lord uh, of heaven's armies. The people of Judah are his pleasant garden. He expected a crop of justice, but instead found uh, oppression. He expected to find righteousness, but instead he heard the cries of violence. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and read part of verse 2. It says, um, uh, he, he waited for a harvest of sweet grapes, but the grapes that grew were bitter. So uh, you see this a couple times in the Old Testament, uh, and uh, it usually, uh, you know, the Israel being referred to as a vineyard or a vine, and it's usually referencing Israel's lack of fruit or the fact that Israel has bad fruits. And uh, Jesus kind of mentions this too when he starts talking about pruning in uh, John uh, chapter 15. And he says he takes away the bad branches and he takes away the bad part. Another word for prune would be to cleanse. So he'd cut off the branches that would kind of get in the way so that, you know, the branches can produce more fruit so we can get better. Uh, and uh, then it goes on and it starts talking about, it says, remain in me. And uh, it uses the word remain a lot. If you notice, this passage uh, it has a lot of repeating words. And when the Bible repeats itself, that means uh, some, it's important. So it says, remain in me a lot. And then other versions say abide. But kind of the same, the same idea is just to dwell with, to live with, to stick together, attach. You know, be connected to God. And it's you and God together. It's a relationship. Uh, which is really, really awesome. It's you plus God. And at the end of this passage, or later on in verses 13 and 14, God calls, or Jesus calls his disciples his friends. I think that is awesome, that, uh, his, that his disciples are not slaves, but they're friends. And that's true for us, too, that we can be friends. We're friends with God, and that God loves us. And it also talks about God's love, which is really, really awesome. Uh, so Jesus is the vine, we are the branches, and branches cannot produce fruit by themselves. So let's say, let's say I go outside and I take off a piece of, of an apple tree and I put it in my bedroom. Okay, is there going to be any fruit that grows on that branch in my bedroom? <laughs> yeah, no, obviously not. Uh, and uh, why is that? <laughs> Yeah, it's not attached. It's not connected uh, to the trunk or to the tree. So branches can't produce fruit unless they are connected to the tree trunk, and grapes don't grow unless they're connected to the vine. The vine feeds it. It strengthens it. It nourishes it. It gives it life. And uh, Jesus said that I am the way, the truth, and the life. So Jesus gives us life. Another, another analogy, and maybe I should have shared this earlier, but uh, another analogy you can think of is, uh, go ahead and show the next uh, picture on the screen, is a picture of a TV. So you have an outlet there, you have the cord, and then you have the TV. So the outlet would be the life or the source or the power source, and then the cord, and then you have the TV. And when the, of course, when the, when the TV is unplugged or the cord's unplugged, the TV is not going to work. So uh, we need, uh, so just like that, we need to be connected to God in order to produce good fruit. So Jesus is the vine, we are the branches, and then it goes on and starts talking about fruit. Now fruit, I think fruit is super underrated. Raise your hand if you like fruit. 
I, uh, I love fruit. Cherries are my favorite. Go ahead and show the next picture on the screen. Yeah, there's some delicious fruit, grapes, oranges, bananas. Fruit is so good. I think uh, we often think of healthy and we maybe think of vegetables, but fruit, fruit's way better than vegetables. Fruit is amazing. <laughs> I love fruit, uh, so I'm a big fan of fruit. And uh, the thing about fruit is, uh, well, fruit is the product, it's the result, it's the harvest. You could probably say it's the work or the action too. And uh, the thing about fruit is it happens naturally. And, uh, or when it grows on a tree, it grows naturally. And I believe Jim said this, or Jim did say this, you know, you don't see uh, a tree straining or trying to produce fruit. It just happens. And uh, so <laughs> that's, uh, that's how trees produce fruit. And just like that, we need to be connected to God and we'll produce good fruit naturally. Go ahead and show the next picture on the screen. This is a picture of rotten fruit. It looks kind of gross. You don't want to eat that. And uh, when, uh, so rotten fruit's not good. Uh, it has maybe bugs or worms in it. Apple with the, have you ever eaten an apple with a worm in it? I usually don't eat apples, so uh, I don't run into that problem. I eat the better fruit, so, so <laughs> sorry if you eat apples. Uh, anyways, um, uh, another thing is that when grapes, uh, grapes also turn into raisins. How many of you guys like raisins? Uh, oh, wow, quite a few of you. I do not like raisins. <laughs> I, think they're, I think they're gross. But if you like raisins, that's, that's awesome. You can, you can, have, you can eat the, uh, all the ones I don't eat. Uh, but, um, so Jesus explains how there's uh, good fruit and bad fruit. And I want to read to you guys Matthew 7, 15 through 20. It says this, uh, Matthew 7, 15 through 20. Uh, beware of false prophets, those who come uh, disguised as harmless sheep, but are really vicious wolves. You can identify them by their fruit, that is, by the way they act. Can you pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? A good tree produces good fruit, and a bad tree produces bad fruit. A good tree can't produce bad fruit, and a bad tree can't produce good fruit. So every tree that does not produce good fruit is chopped down and thrown into the fire. Yes, just as you can identify a tree by its fruit, so you can identify people by their actions. Okay, so uh, remember how the other passage said, I am the true vine. Uh, and it kind of implies that there might be bad vines or bad trees. Uh, go, and, go ahead and show the next picture on the screen. This is a picture of a thorn tree. Uh, now, if you try to pick uh, strawberries or cherries from that tree, do, do strawberries grow on trees? Uh, yeah, okay, my bad. <laughs> Anyways, if you try to pick cherries from that tree, you're not going to be uh, able to, to do that. That's not going to work. You're going to cut yourself. Uh, we have some trees like that in our pasture, and yeah, wouldn't want wouldn't to touch them. Um, and then, uh, uh, you know, you can't find cherries on a hedge apple tree either. Go ahead and show the next picture. Yeah, I always, you know, funny enough, I was always curious what hedge apples tasted like, and uh, I actually Googled it. And... Uh, I found out that they're not poisonous. I was always told they were poisonous. Now, that was Google, so don't believe Google because, uh, you know, it might be fake news or wrong or something. But So I, I wouldn't eat these, but uh, I actually watched someone uh, on the Internet eat these, and it looked like it was disgusting. It looked like it was super, super gross. So uh, I would not eat a hedge apple. But um, the, kind of the point is, is you can't find apples or cherries on the hedge apple tree. And uh, I'm not just being cute. Uh, so I want you guys to hear this. Like... 
uh, there's a, a really good point here. You know, the, what you're connected to or, uh, you know, where are the branches? So what you're connected to is what your fruit is going to be. Uh, what you plant is what you sow. So if, uh, what you're dwelling on, what you're thinking about, uh, who you spend your time with, you know, that, you know, that affects us. And uh, that affects what uh, fruit we produce. And uh, are you, uh, maybe you're struggling with anger or bitterness or are you hopeless or full of worry? You know, you need, a, you need to connect to God. Go back to the Lord and, and pray and abide in Him and remain in Him and spend time in, with Him and listen to Him. And uh, I want to read you guys Galatians 19 through 20, or 5, 19 through 23. And you can go ahead and turn there if you uh, have your Bibles. But uh, this is Paul writing to the uh, church in Galatia. And he's talking about how there's a sinful nature of flesh. And it's versus the Spirit. And these two first these two forces are fighting each other, and uh, both uh, have uh, both both of them produce fruit or a product, and some is good fruit and some is bad fruit. And so I'm going to go ahead and read Galatians uh, 5:19 through 23. This is a real famous passage. It uh, has uh, the fruits of uh, the spirit in here as well. Uh, and so it says this: uh, When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasure, uh, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, decision, uh, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. Let me tell you again as I have before that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. But But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, <laughs> kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. Okay, so who wants to have more love in their life? Who wants to feel love, experience God's love, and love others better? Uh, or who wants to have more joy in their life? Uh, who wants to rejoice? Who wants to have more peace in their life? And, uh, you know, you go to the Lord. You remain in the Lord. You connect with Him, and you hold on to Him, and uh, you're connected with Him. So if you're lacking love, if you're lacking joy, if, you know, do you have peace? Peace is a big one, you know. Uh, you know, I struggle with, a, or a lot of us, you know, struggle with anxiety, and, uh, you know, there's conflict in our life. You know, I, I encourage you to abide in God. Go to the Lord and connect with Him. And uh, I don't want you guys to misunderstand me because uh, one of the fruits is not an easy life, okay? I'm not saying that your life's going to be easy if you, uh, uh, you know, if you follow the Lord or you remain in the, in, in, with God. But what I am saying is that uh, even though life is hard and life is difficult, uh, when we connect with the Lord and when we're with Him, we can experience these fruits despite uh, the difficulties in life. We can have joy and peace and love during hard times. And something uh, about Spencer is, and maybe you knew this or maybe you don't, but uh, basically almost my whole life, uh, you know, I very rarely get angry. It uh, kind of takes a lot to get me angry. But uh, recently, about a year ago, that's kind of changed, actually, and maybe it's because I've gotten older, but uh, so I guess I'm kind of confessing something or some stuff to you guys, is I've kind of struggled more with anger recently, and I realized, hey, I need to go to the Lord. I need to rely on Him, trust in Him, and and that way I can produce, uh, you know, good fruits. And I don't know about you, but I, I really struggle to have 
peace and patience during hard times in my life. I usually freak out. I usually kind of lose it. Uh, so uh, when we're going through a hard time, you know, run to the Lord, uh, connect on Him, fall on Him, and He will uh, give you peace. He'll give you patience, and it'll come naturally because we're trusting and we're abiding and we're relying on Him. And uh, if you've tuned me out, tune me back in. Kind of one of the main points I'm trying to make is that th- these good fruits, they happen naturally. They just happen. You know, they, you know, like Jim said, you know, you don't have to try really, really hard or work really hard. And uh, I got to tell you that, you know, our willpower, our human willpower, it will let us down. And I think a lot of times when I've, uh, and you know, it's, it's so important that we pursue holiness, but uh, and, like we have to, it's so, so important. But uh, I think I've kind of relied on kind of realized that a lot of times I've relied on willpower, and I need to rely on Jesus. So willpower will let us down, but Jesus never will. And of course, if we mess up, you know, then we fall on God's grace. So fruit is not uh, the work of the branches, but the effect of the vine and the gardener working through the branches. It's so our fruit is Jesus working through us. And uh, I think the gospel or just uh, Christianity or Christian life, I think it's, you know, it's actually a lot simpler than we make it. You know, you know, I'm a branch. God is the trunk. You know, uh, let him feed you. Be connected to him. You know, I'm just a sheep. You know, he's uh, my shepherd. You know, let God provide for you. Let him feed you. Rest in him. And, you know, you know we're all called to follow God. It's like, uh, ever play the game? Well, everyone's played the game, Simon Says. <laughs> but uh, it's like playing Simon Says. You, you just do what God does. So what's it mean to remain in Jesus? What's it mean to abide in Jesus? What's it mean to stay connected? What's that look like? And it might look a little different for everyone. Of course, you know, reading the Bible and praying are very, very important, and they produce really, really good seeds, or they plant really good seeds. But I think it's also just deeper than that, and it's just a relationship with God. And no matter where you're at or what you're doing, you know, talk to God. You know, remember God when you're at work or when you're driving in your car. And uh, I, and this, this sounds bad, but sometimes I have the, uh, sometimes, you know, I'm, I'm just so busy throughout my day. I'm hanging out with my friends or whatever I'm doing is, you know, sometimes I can even forget about God throughout my day. And it's like, it's like you know, how could I forget about God? You know, he's, he's God. He's awesome. And so we just need to continue to be connected to God, rely on Him, and stay focused. And uh, it might look different for everyone. You know, some people are big readers, and they read like a ton of books, and you know, that's how they get fed. Uh, I wish I was like that. I am, I'm, a li- I'm getting a little bit, I'm getting better, but I'm not a big uh, natural reader. But, uh, you know, I'd encourage you to, you know, listen. Listen to your Bible app. Pull up uh, YouTube uh, sermons, you know, listen to music, or just rest, just rest with Jesus. And, you know, whatever you do, you can do it with Jesus. So just spend time, and we see that Jesus did this with, uh, uh, when Jesus was on earth, he would just get away, he'd run away, and he would go spend time with the Father, and he would just rest, he would recharge, and it's just so, so important that we get rest uh, with God, and that uh, we continue, and, and you have to remember, we have to be, you know, just patient with ourselves. Uh, you know, a tree doesn't grow in one day, you know, fruit doesn't grow uh, immediately, you know, it takes time, so we need to be patient as well, and uh, I want to close with this, and can, can we all do something? Can I ask you guys to, to do something? 
we're all going to bow our heads and we're going to pray. And I just want to pray for our church and maybe uh, you can pray for your families that, you know, that we will be connected to the Lord and that we will produce good fruits and that we will remain and we will, will abide uh, in Him. And I'm going to kind of go over the, some of the fruits of the Spirit. So we can go ahead and we can start praying that uh, our church produces a good fruit or that, the, that God produces a good fruits in us. And, you know, we'll start with love. You know, pr- uh, pray that God, that our, our church is a place where uh, we see the fruits of love and we care about each other uh, deeply. And love is so important and that our church, we can, uh, you know, everyone here can experience God's love and we can show that love to each other and show that love to the community. And why don't we go ahead and pray for, pray for joy as well, that you know, everyone here will rejoice in life, that we'll be thankful and grateful for what God has done, and we can delight in God's goodness. And then we can also pray for peace, uh, that, uh, that if anyone's struggling with anxiety or worry or depression, I just pray in Jesus' name that that will... Uh, that will go away, and that if there's any conflict that needs to be resolved, uh, it will be, and that this will be that there will be harmony here. And uh, I also pray for patience, that we will be patient with each other, and we will forgive each other, and that if we're going through hard times, we'll be patient through those. And of course, we we pray that the for the rest of the fruits to grow here as well: kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self control. All these things are God's work in us. So I'm going to go ahead and pray. Dear God, thank you for this day. Thank you so much for every single person here. God, I just pray that we will continue to be connected to you, to rely on you, to grow closer to you. It's uh, so important. It's really the core part of the Christian faith, uh, a relationship with you, to know you better, and just to do life with you. Help us to do what you want, God. Help us to do your will and show your love and your grace and tell others about you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. All right, uh, now for uh, the benediction. Um, May the Lord uh, bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. You guys are dismissed.